Welcome back to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. With me today is none other than Kyle Jacko. He has a signature line and he will definitely tell you what that is at the end. But before we jump into the segment of motivation God's way. Here's a little bit about Kyle R. Jacko. He's originally from Port Arthur, Texas, been in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia for 14 years. He's a motivational speaker. He's been doing that for four years. He's the member of Berean Christian Church, a father of six amazing kids, and most importantly, he is a child of God. He's motivated to be a world changer as well as a big dreamer and making those dreams realities. But without further ado, I want to welcome Kyle to the stage because who better to explain Kyle than Kyle Jacko? Hey, hey, I love this, Genesis. It's an honor being on here with you right now, especially because you're from Texas, like I'm from Texas. It is truly a gem being with Genesis right now. Uh, hey, this right here, I want y'all to all get ready. This is about to be an amazing interview. Support my sister because my sister, she's out there every single day making it happen. One thing I tell her all the time, you don't got to believe in me. You don't got to believe in her. But we're going to always put God in your face. Let's go, Genesis. Whoop, whoop. And that's why Cal always says, like, him and I met on Clubhouse in the Clubhouse streets, and then we took that connection to Instagram, and he always makes sure that whatever he does, he puts God in it because he knew the man that he used to be, and now he knows the man he is now. And God did a transformation in and throughout his life, and God is still working with him on a daily basis, and he wants to make sure that he always gives God the glory, and that's why he always says, say his name. <laughs> and when I first heard him say that, it kind of like, I'm not going to lie, it took me back to whenever they were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, and they're like, say his name, and they were talking about George Floyd, so I thought he was going to come off and say something like Floyd or something like that, but when he said God, I was like, he took it to a whole nother level, like he's basking in the ambience of God, he's speaking it boldly, loudly, clear so everybody can hear where he stands for who he stands for and why he does what he does and that's why today's topic is motivation god's way because he's going to talk about what motivates him what inspires him and how god is working in and through him so kyle talk about your faith journey and what did it look like before you got to your season that you're in now what a lot of me was at first, it was just streets. I just loved just being in the streets. And I just kept on saying that the more I kept on doing it, I kept on seeing everybody around me leave. I kept on saying that the people that I thought was having, they were feeling good. How many people that was going to jail, that was dying, they were doing a lot of other things. I think the most thing that still hurts me to the day has to be my cousin getting brutally murdered seeing somebody that saw me for so long and I see him, I looked up to him and everything else like that, but he was always different. So as it was always different, you know, getting killed, I, was, I went to go see my little boy and I was not able to make it to go. I was supposed to go see him, but I didn't go see him. I went to see my son. And then the next following day, I was trying to call and see how he was doing because I didn't make it over there. And when I didn't make it over there, I called the phone multiple, multiple times. When I kept on calling, 
I didn't get an answer. Normally, he always answered the phone. He never did. And then somebody ended up answering the phone, and they said he wasn't there. When they said he wasn't there, I was like, mm, I didn't like him. He always answered the phone. So I kept on calling and calling and calling back. When I kept on calling back, somebody answered the phone again. And they said the same thing. He wasn't there. I never watched the news. Something told me to go look at the news. I looked at the news and they had a shooting, Wayne State. And I didn't think no more. So I'm like, in that area right there, something always happened. So I didn't think too much of it because then, uh, then my phone started going off. Kept on going off. Kept on going off. And I found out what it was. And when I found out it was him, I cried. Like it hurt me so much because. I felt like I was there. I could have saved something. I could have done something. I don't know what it's gonna be because he was my he was my mentor in the street. So I felt like I could have missed something, but it never did happen. And then I kept on doing what I was doing, kept on doing what I was doing. And then I ended up meeting this man named Mr. Lester. Mr. Lester was one of these people that saw what I stayed at, saw what I was doing, and he kept on just inviting me to the church. Kept on inviting me to church. Church name but Red Christian Church, 2201 Young Road. Kept on inviting me. And Stone Mountain, Georgia. I was like, nah, I can't make it. He told me again, nah. I said, nah, I can't make it. Then the third time, I was like, you know what? I look, I look at my life like, I've been playing for the wrong team so much. I've lost my cousin. I've lost other people. Let me just try to go to this church. Who would have ever known I went to this church? and heard Pastor Dr. Kirby Lee speak. And the first word he said was, you cannot serve two masters. When he said that, like my heart just dropped because I knew where I came from. So when I knew what I came from, I was like, okay, I like this dude, he's real cool. So I ended up starting going to church more and more, but the more I kept on trying to go to church, my past, I feel like God came on telling me I got to change it. So what I did was I took all of the stuff I had. I was still going to church then, but I stopped doing everything for a minute because I wasn't selling nothing. I was going to church, going to work. I took all the drugs and I threw them in a trash can and I lit them on fire at a Sitco gas station. Split them on fire. Once I done that, I already knew I wasn't going to ever go back. And I kept on going to church. I just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going. Worked in the parking lot ministry. When I worked in the parking lot ministry, it was so cool. I met so many people. But, you know, in the parking lot, that means you meet everybody that's coming to church that was not what it was at at first. So what I ended up doing was I ended up, like, one of the women I was trying to help for the park and was a handicapped spot. And she was like, I park with it. I want to park it. I was like, ma'am, it's a handicap. You can't park there. Sorry, you can't do it. She was like, no, she... Pointed me the finger and I accidentally turned out. So when I did that, it was like, oh man, they fired me from the parking lot in his ministry. Think about this. You have a man that changed his whole entire life, going to the parking lot ministry, been doing real great curse, one person out, and you can't work in the parking lot no more. So I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I cried like a little baby. I really did cry because I thought my whole life was to be different. Thanks to Pastor Rodney C. Miller and Pastor Dr. Curran B. Lee, I was able to go inside the church and usher. Once they figured out the details and everything else, like I was able to go in the church and usher. I went inside the church by ushering, 
And I can't lie to y'all. Once I went inside this church and I started meeting more people and started doing everything else, my life went like this. But my car got stolen the next week. So wow. my car got stolen the next week. When my car got stolen next week. I just kept on like getting rides on buses, Uber, just everything, just doing everything I can do. But I was actually going to church every single time. And as I kept on going, Pastor kept on seeing me. And I spoke to Pastor and told Pastor I want to be a motivational speaker. And once I told him that, he told me to find out what it was. I found out what it was. And I kept on just doing everything I do in my research. Keyword, you got to do your research. Research what a motivational speaker means. And just kept on going. Jumped on the truck. Became a motivated speaker, jumped on 18 wheelers, been four years strong. We never turned back. So then question, okay, because question, you, God found you in that hard place when you were out in the streets, when you were, when you were um, selling drugs, you were, you just didn't have a relationship with God, but he found you because someone. No, no, I, I had a relationship. I had a, okay. I had a relationship, but it wasn't like, like it is now, it wasn't like, like it is now. Like right now, me and God are like this. At first, it was just like, it was right there. We wasn't equally yoked, but now me and God is like this. We're not like this. Okay, okay. Thank you for the correction. Okay, so you knew who God was, but he wasn't like, you didn't have that vertical relationship fully like established where you could be like, okay, Jesus, I'm going to talk to you like I would talk to my homeboy or my homegirl or whatnot. You just like, oh, yeah, that's Jesus. That's God. I call on him when I need him. You don't just like you had that type of relationship, right? Yeah. And it was a man of God to just really keep on opening the invite for you to come come to church. And then the third time is when you broke down and you said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to church. So then when you started going to church, then you got involved in the the um, parking lot ministry up until that lady tried you because, ooh, I, I I could resonate. Some people will try you. You'd be really, really trying to walk that straight and narrow with, with God and Jesus. And you really try to walk that straight line. But then every now and then here comes a little serpent trying to ease in. But then you yeah. try to say, oh, Lord, let me be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Lord Jesus, don't let me cuss nobody out today. Don't let me go back to BC before Christ. Lord, help me. But then, you know, we're human. So sometimes it slips. But you know what? Thank God that he gives us grace and mercy. And then you go back and you repent. But then you don't want to keep sinning and just cussing people out, telling them a piece of your mind, because that's not really what God wants you to do. He wants you to leave everything and follow him. So whenever you left that lifestyle, did you feel that the people you used to run with in the streets do they did you feel that they thought you were being brand new and you were too good for them or how was that and have you went back and tried to minister minister to them and just pull them into the church um with all my friends that was a part of my lifestyle is they didn't believe it at first they didn't believe it. like how are you gonna go back some people were talking like they're not gonna accept you they're not gonna do it no no, it's like the little thing that's on TikTok. They're never going to know. They're never going to know. And that's what they were telling me. It was like, in so many words, like, they were telling me they wasn't going to accept me. And I told them, basically, I've been playing on this thing for so long. Bro, I go to church. They love me. Like, some of the people didn't, but I kept on doing it. And then when it comes to actually bringing my friends into it, I only had one friend that slashed a cousin. They actually came to the church with a man named Zayton. 
And he came to church with me. Out of all my friends, he's the only one that came to church with me. And he came when I first had to go up there and get my benediction to the church. He came, and it was a very amazing thing. And after he came, my little grandmother came. And they was like, oh, my God, we can't believe you joined the church. But they all, they came with friends that was, like, really deep in the streets. They believe more now than what they did at first. So, but I still, I still pray for them every single day. And that's beautiful because now that you are rooted and you are planted in the church, you never know how the, how God is going to use your past life to make that impact because now you are renewed, you are transformed. God is doing something completely different in your life, but he equipped you and he allowed you to go through your past so that way you could go back and you could help those who are still living in that lifestyle because you may be the only God they see. They may not set foot in the church because we all know the church is just a building, but they see you and how you're living your life despite how the outward looks. It's about the inward and it's about the actions that you're taking and how you're serving God. And they'll say, oh, wow, Kyle is, is transformed. Kyle is different. He, does, he doesn't move the same way. He doesn't talk the same way. He don't do the same things. that he. There's something in his life that I need to get in my life, you know? And that's the beauty of like when God takes us and he just puts us back on the potter's wheel and he molds us and stuff like that. That's the beauty because you, if we think about it this way, we've all have, you know, fall short, we've all had sins. And what would our, our life look like if Jesus were to put it on the screen in front of the church? Would we all be, be happy? No, we all have blemishes and speckles and stuff like that. So if God continues to give us grace, then we have to give other people grace and just really be mindful of that. So now let's talk about your work life because I know you're working and you're doing the motivational speaking and you're doing other incredible things. How do you ensure that your work and what you're doing, you're planting the seed of God and on a daily basis in work life? Because some jobs tell you, oh, don't talk about religion, don't talk about politics. But when you love God so like so passionately, you want to drop those gems and those little nuggets and just say, if they say good morning, say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Or you want to give some little remnants because you may just plant one seed, but you never know how somebody else is going to come along and fertilize it and water it and till the soil. But because you open your mouth to share one small thing, it'll have them itching for more. How I do it is, I always been the one that say my prayers. I listen to one song by Ricky Donald I survived it before I walk out the door and do anything. And at my job, I drive dump trucks right now. And dump trucks I drive, everybody tells me, how can you smile and be so happy every single day? You got to wake up and drive a truck. Bro, you gotta wake up and drive a truck. I've been like that for four years. I go through struggles and pain, but I start my morning off with prayer and my one gospel song, and I smile every single day. And I can tell you, nobody has told me to stop smiling or not talk about God. Every company that I've worked through in four years, they have never told me that. Because probably they would have told me that I'd be like, say his name, God. And they'd be like, you know what? All right, cool. Just go to work. So in my life, they ain't never happened at all okay that's great that's great to know because um and i guess it may be it varies with different industries and etc so how okay now in your life and in this season 
when do you feel like you'll be done with the dump trucks completely and just really move into maybe the full-time motivational, maybe even ministry, or what does that look like? For well, the thing about it now is I do everything now when it comes to ministering the young kids and when it comes to doing the YouTube channel, motivation, speaking, everything like that. So I'm doing now. But Genesis, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't tell you when because God have not told me when. I know my time with driving 18-wheelers and dump trucks is coming by close to ending real soon. But, you know, one thing about us being a child of God, we don't ever want to just, ha, let me go out there and jump. We got to let God leave us. So I can't even tell you a day or time. It's just I know God has been telling me lately that it's coming real soon. It's going to be real soon. I'm going to hang up. I still tell Bruce, put them on the wall. I'm going to get them gold plated, too. I'm going to put them on the wall. We're good to go. Because I know it's coming. But it's coming real, real soon. It's not going to be another two, three years. It's coming, like, really, really soon. He's opening up so many doors right now. God is just showing me, like, give them back their truck, say, peace, and be gone. I know it's happening real soon. Nice. And so then... God is already preparing you, but he hasn't revealed the expiration date for you to stop driving the dump trucks and the 18-wheelers. But you know yeah. it within your spirit that the time is coming soon based on the spiritual discernment and the inclinations and the open doors, those divine intervention and opportunities that you've been given is what um, is foreshadowing you to know that God is already putting things in certain alignment to make that come to pass. Yes. So then, okay. Hey, Queen Genesis, like you always got it. I'm telling y'all, man. Y'all better, better follow and like everything that she does because she ought to catch everything right there. I love that. That's what happened when you're from Texas. That's what happened. You need to go to Texas and be from Texas to understand that. But go ahead, Genesis. I like that. No, because I'm just, I'm vibing with you because I don't want to, um, you have to be, mindful not to reveal certain things before it happens because you know you got to watch out for the dream snatchers and the dream killers because not everybody that says they love god is for god and sometimes you you release something out of your mouth before the lord tells you it's time to release it and that's it's almost like women whenever we're pregnant we may be pregnant with a baby or we could be pregnant metaphorically speaking with the with the big birthing but it's not time that birthing process has to go through that nine months before the lord says here's your bundle of joy well done my good and faithful servant or reveal that because sometimes we want things every everything quick 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 like this in microwave mm -hmm. society we want it oh put it on 30 seconds oh it's done hit that quick minute hit that quick two minutes but sometimes god needs you to go through the slow cooker process he needs you to be in the instant pot he needs you to just really labor in it and consecrate in it before he could really birth it through because if, if things were so easy the women we wouldn't have labor pains we wouldn't have these struggles we wouldn't go through these hard things because Woo, baby, sometimes it's, it's hell. Like, women, we go well, Queen Genesis. Let me tell you something, Queen Genesis. I love the dream killers. I love them. Why well, I love the dream killers? Because when the dream killers come in, that means I got to be doing something right. When they come in, all the haters come in and be like, no, 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 you ain't going to do this. I love them because that means I'm making the devil mad. I'm making the devil real mad right now because he said something to me. He hates it. So I love the dream killers. I really do. And so that's what I'm going to tell y'all something real close. 
some type of dream killers are your family. <gasps> it is. And I love them. And I love them, though. I love them because you know why? Sometimes your family will try to kill your dreams. But guess what? God created them and God gave you something. So guess what? You're going to still actually go to your dreams. You got to follow your dreams, follow your mindset. When the dream killers come, you tell them to go pray to God. Matter of fact, you pray for them. Hello, let's go. I like that because that is so true because sometimes your family members as well as your friends can be those dream killers and dream snatchers because they may talk you out of your dream because they don't understand why the vision was placed inside of you but they don't understand it because the vision was placed inside of you and not inside of them so that's why they can't understand where you're trying to go and where the lord is trying to get you to go so they have to come up to a higher level, but you get to that higher level by consecrating yourself, by doing the power twins. The power twins are prayer and fasting. And sometimes if you really want to go the extra mile, sometimes God will take you through a pruning process. And what is a pruning process? It's when God is cutting away trivial things. He's cutting away natural things. He's cutting away materialistic things. He'll tell you, cut that TV off for now. He'll tell you, don't pick up the phone for that person. He'll tell you, no, I'm going to close that that job. Whether it's a layoff, whether it's um, furlough, whether um, the job files for bankruptcy, he'll close that door because he knows what he has for you is bigger and better. And if he allows you to stay in that place where you're comfortable and you're complacent, you're not going to get to where he wants you to go because you're trusting on man's source versus God's source. So that's why there's two different timings. There's chronos timing, which is um, chronological timing, and that's the earth's timing, and there's kairos timing, which is God's appointed timing. God could blink right now, and he could turn your whole entire day around because he's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing, and he's all-present. But it's up to us to be obedient because when we're not obedient to the will and the call of God, he'll have us go around that test or that mountain more times until we get what he's trying to get in us and through us. Facts, all facts. That's why you talking the whole time, Queen. I'm just sitting back like, that's why I call her my spiritual sister. She's right. All day long. I love it. So, Kyle, whenever you think about your kids and you think about your journey with God, what is the biggest life lesson that you want them to know? And I want you to reverse engineer it because when God calls you home and you leave your earthly life, which means you're leaving the body, but your soul is not dead. What do you want your kids to remember you by? And what do you want them to say about my dad did this? Kyle Jacko did this. All my kids would say that they knew my whole entire life struggles with no dad, a mom, they didn't know how to show love. But my dad made it through everything. My dad made it through everything because even though he didn't have the right tools to be a great dad for us, because he didn't know how to do it, but what he did was he kept on ministering and speaking to us and telling us what he had done. I tell my kids all the time, since they were little, what daddy come from. I'm just so blessed and highly favored that God did not let my kids see everything I was doing because when I was doing everything else, my life was starting to shift. So one thing I want my kids to just tell the world is that my dad was motivational. My dad was positive. My dad loved the people, not the followers, not the lies, not anything else. He loved the people. And he always made sure he gave everybody a smile. 
my smile is gonna be something that my kids will tell everybody that I always smile. Because even when I was out there, I always smile. And right now, my kids have been telling everybody I'm gonna be one of the biggest motivational speakers. That's what they keep on telling everybody at school. So I know if they're starting right now at this age, by the time God keeps on doing everything and God calls me on, I'm leaving a legacy for them. They can have forever because their last name is Jacko and they're gonna be something very amazing for the world. Ah, nice. And there you go. And that's what a generation looks like. Because you want to break those generational curses, you want to break those strongholds, and you definitely want to break those soul ties. Because sometimes our parents do certain things, but we don't understand what our parents did back then, because we weren't around. So then we wonder, why am I going through this? Why am I dealing with this? But then that's whenever you have to ask God, reveal to me anything that is a generational curse that I need to cut off at the root. I need to sever that so I could be free, so I could be whole, so I could be complete. And I'm glad to hear how God transformed you from that old life to the new life, to now you're motivating in all areas of your life because now that you have offspring, it's about making sure that your offspring does not go down the same path you were on and that they're going in a different direction. And not that, you know, the past was bad because, you know, there's some people who do bad stuff, but that, but that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That's just the only thing that they know because they didn't have somebody to teach them another way. Right, because my dad, I found out later on that my dad growing up, his family didn't take care of him. So when they didn't take care of my dad, he didn't know how to take care of all the kids he had because he never got taught. So he never got taught. I found it out when I got older and I was like, okay, my dad has this because I'm not ever leaving my kids ever in life. Like they are my little boo-boos. They really are my little boo. I love my little boo-boos. Like I have two boys and four girls. I did my little boo-boos. I love them. They know I love them. And every time when I try to kiss my little girls on the trip, they be like, ah. I say, hey, I'm your daddy. I love you. I'm going to go ahead and do it again. She be like, all right, daddy, once you get away, I'm going to wipe it off again. But my dad, he didn't know how to be a dad, but I know my dad has wings. My dad is flying around heaven right now with, <laughs> with everybody right now because he know his son is never going to leave his kids alive. My brother and sister, they the same way. They never going to leave their kids. I like that. And six, wow. Okay, because we know... Five is the number of grace. So six, what does six mean to you in biblical numerology? I'm not even going to tell you that one. I'm going to tell you with six, it's been one little boy all this time. God gave me another son that DJ, man, he, he's amazing. All my kids are like, he's the last one. I had to get the boy last. Like, he's the last little boy. And like, unless guy, you want to give me some more answers. You, you want to give me some notes, guy, you got to give me a wife. But DJ is the last son for right now. And only thing I'll tell you is that all my kids are amazing. I don't want to put like, like stuff on my kids, but I'll tell y'all something. And then Jack on last name, he's going to live for a very, very long time. Once again, a very, very long time. You might need to get ready for us. We, we're taking over a lot of things. I want to tell you. J-A-C-K-O, get ready for us. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so, okay, you, I heard you say something. You said 
God, you're going to have to give me a wife before you give me some more things. And you know what they say? He who finds a wife finds a good thing. So are you, you're putting it out there. So you're waiting for, for your queen. You're waiting for your equal. You're waiting for God to take that rib out of you to complete your other part of you. So you could be whole and your union could be complete. So is Kyle, can I ask you this question? Can I, can I be a little personal here? So are you dating right now? Are you intentionally dating and pursuing a woman in your life right, right now, now? Right now, I focus on God and motivation. That's what I focus on. Okay, okay. You know what that means. When you focus on God and motivation, when you least expect it, that queen is going to come knocking. So as long as you are whole and complete and you're ready to let her enter in, because you got to be whole and complete and get Kyle Jacko right before the Lord sends you that woman to compliment you. Because when you get married, it changes the whole entire game. Oh, trust me. I already know I got an auntie right now. Um, she's been married now for 37 years. I'm about to turn 35 October 20th. And I speak to my auntie all the time. My auntie is like, when I found your uncle, I found my best friend. So until that right there happens, we're good right now. I got to focus on what God has for me. God has for me to just inspire the youth, inspire the elders, and get people to come into the kingdom. So right now, that's what I'm focused on. But I know it's going to happen. Like I told you before, when you asked me about when I get out of these dump trucks in 18 wheelers, I don't know when. I'm going to just let God tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you operating in the Kairos right now. You waiting on God's appointed time, not the Chronos. Not like, oh Lord, I'm about to be 35. I ain't got no wife, but I got these kids. I'm ready to build a home. You just saying, you know what, God, you do what you do best. And when the time is ready, I know she gonna be ready for me because you working the, on her too. <laughs> in the words of my auntie Terry, hello, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as we are winding down, for the listeners and the viewers, what do you want to tell them? What gem do you want to drop to ignite them? Because it's about planting the seeds. It's about educating, inspiring, and motivating, but really being unapologetically us. Be authentic authentically you because when we're authentic and we are doing what we're supposed to do on purpose in God's way everything else will fall into place I do want to tell you this right here it doesn't matter where your life is at right now I promise you this right here you can be on you can be on level 11 you can be on level 12 you can be on level 13 I want try to stop looking at social media and looking at everybody else right here and you're trying to jump so far Guess what? You got microwave blessings. I got gumbo blessings. You ain't from the south. You might not know what gumbo is. Gumbo blessings means that it takes a long time to serve. It takes a long time to serve. But as long as you put the right ingredients in it, you can be great. But I need you to try to not try to put everything in the microwave. So you put everything in the microwave, it's going to be cooked, but it's going to still be cold sometimes. So with that gumbo, that gumbo is going to be right. You got to let everything marinate. You got to let the rice go in. You got to make everything go. So you learn anything with Kyle Jacko? I've went a long time in my life trying to put everything in the microwave. Everything in the microwave. I stopped putting it in the microwave and I started letting it marinate. I stopped putting the right ingredients into my life because God gave me the ingredients. And that's how you got Kyle Rashard Jacko. Love you. 
I love that. Now close us out with your staple scripture, your scripture that you tap in whenever you feel like, oh man, the devil, the devil tried, I tried it, but you know what, God, I'm going to go back to this word. What does this word say? What, give me that meat, God, give me, give me that caviar. And it's that scripture, that staple that keeps you going. Jim, you already know it's Psalm 105, verse 105. It's Psalm 105, verse 1. I would break the nation. And when I say I would break the nation, that means everybody's getting ready to come out right now. I promise you. They ain't going to be everybody that's in church all the time. You're going to get some people that's going to be different. I'm going to walk in like I talk it. And I'm going to make sure everybody come out there right now. And they're going to keep on shouting out God's name. They're going to keep on saying, say his name, God. Because I one thing I do know about life. Once you trust in God, you don't got to read everything. You got to just walk the right way. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Gems with Genesis Lamaris Kemp. You just heard none other than Kyle Jacko. And his signature line is, say his name, God, because he believes that God is everything to him. He's going to keep standing by God. He's going to keep rocking with God because had it not been for God and the man that is in his life, he wouldn't be where he is now. God's grace, his mercy, his forgiveness is what keeps him going on a daily basis. And he definitely wants you to tap in, tap into the higher source, get that vertical relationship right, consecrate yourself Open the, open the word of God. If you need to put it on your phone by via the Bible app, do that. If you need to go to Walmart or wherever you need to go get a Bible and just start reading. And, you know, it may be hard to understand, but as you keep reading and submerge, submerging yourself in the word of God, God is going to break it down to where you understand it because he meets us where we are at. Just because you may be you may be in the clubs, you may be, you know, slanging, you may be a stripper, you may be, um, you may be doing all this, that, and the third, God still has grace, and he still sees you, and in his eyes, you are a masterpiece, so never forget who you are, and whose you are, so many times we go through life asking, hey, who am I? And it's because so many people have told you who you aren't, that you allow those negative voices, you allow those people to discount and discredit you. But it's when people discount and discredit you that God takes you up, and he puts you back on the potter's wheel, and he molds you and he renews you. He does a total transformation that whenever those people see you, they're going to see that you walk differently, you talk differently, you move differently, and they can't figure it out. But you know why? It's because the remnants of God is on your life and it's in your life and through your life. And you just have to let those people know you love them, but you don't need to surround yourself with them until you love them from a balcony. It's still no dis discount or disrespect to them. It's just that you're in a different season of your life and you're trying to win, win for God, get your life right and make it into heaven because tomorrow may not be promised, but you have today. And what you choose to do with today is what matters. So I'm so glad that Kyle came on today's segment and talked about motivation God's way. And I'm going to let him, you know, close us out with two of his lasting gems. And then we gonna sign out like we always do. So Kyle, give us two more gems. Two more gems. 
Texas is the best. If you're not in Texas, you messing up. This right here, Texas twins right up. That's one, Jim. And the next one is, hey, no support team means you have to build it yourself. Everybody wants to support you all the time. But I need you to build it yourself. When they tell you that you cannot do it, I'm telling you right now, they've been telling me so long I could not be anything else but a dope boy and have all these kids. I have changed their mind from my tone. I am motivation. I am Psalms 105, verse 1. I am that king who's going to always be able to say, Say his name, God. And that's how I feel all 365. So, kings and queens out there, if, if you have a crown on your head and the gems start falling out, guess what I want you to do? Take them gems, put it right back in. And when nobody tells you to support you, keep on telling them. Because of God, I support myself. And there you have it, Gems Dropped by Kyle Jack Elsel. I'm Genesis Amaris Kemp, the host, and I definitely want you and need you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And if you're listening via podcast, subscribe to whatever platform you're listening to. Make sure you always hit that notification icon, that bell, y'all, so you could get plugged in with fire content. And until we chat next time, peace love, and lots of blessings. Y'all have yourself a wonderful day and go out and be great because you are a masterpiece and the world needs you to show up authentically, share your story, there's power in your story, and be a world changer.